Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon from the flight deck. We're cruising at 37,000 feet. We just passed over the coast. We'll be beginning our descent in about uh, 30 minutes. I'd like to take this opportunity to welcome you to America. Ooh, it's another, another Friday. You guys made it through another week. But you know what time it is. Time for another yeah. juicy hot topic. And today's hot topic is... Well, actually, let me stop for a second. Because I ain't tell y'all what this is. This is another A Seat at the Table podcast with your boy Lawrence Green. And you know the co-host. Y'all know him by now. We got Brooke Majors. Michelle Nemo. Dwayne Sampson. Goody. All right, and so today's topic, we're talking about a lot of people don't want to talk about, but we're going to talk about it, and that's racism in America and in the church as well, too. Um, we're going to be discussing um, a little bit of the recent hot topics that we've seen with Amanda Seals giving it to um, Bruce Jenner, letting him know that, you know, we're not, we're not angry, we're passionate, <laughs> and uh, letting him know about the um, black experience, and then we're going to touch on the recent verdict with um, Philando Castell and his shooting, and what Miss Valerie had to say about that. Um, give me a few moments, I'm going to play the, both the clips for you, give me one moment. The reason I am so passionate, and I'm not hostile, I'm passionate. The reason I am so passionate is because I've had such a different experience in this country than you. Because as a black woman, the government is so much in my life. And it always has been. Like, the government literally said that black men couldn't even be in the house or else women could not get welfare. And that's a big reason why there's such a chasm between black women and black men in this generation. So I think that there's just a lot to understand for, like, why people are talking the way they're talking about different things. I understand why you're talking the way you're talking. Because I know... because. Because I, I just don't understand what am I talking? I just said I believe in this country. Yes, and you, you don't? can say that in a way that I cannot, because you've had a different experience. Because this country is here for you. This country ain't here for me in the same way, sis. Uh, it isn't. And you, as a trans person, have to also identify the fact that this country hasn't been here for trans until like maybe two o'clock today. <laughs> so that's a constant. My son would never jeopardize anyone else's life by trying to pull a gun on an officer and the gun was not fire ready. These are some of the facts that came out in the trial and I am so very, 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 very disappointed in the system here in the state of Minnesota because nowhere in the world do you die from being honest and telling the truth. Now, these are some things that you need to know and recognize. There has always been a systemic problem in the state of Minnesota, and me thinking with my common sense that we would get justice in this case, but nevertheless, it never seems to fail us. The system continues to fail black people, and they will continue to fail you all. Like I said, because this happened with Orlando, when they get done with us, they coming from you, for you, for you and all your interracial children. Y'all are next. And you'll be standing up here fighting for justice just as well as I am. I am so disappointed in the state of Minnesota. My son loved this state. He had one tattoo on his body and it was of the Twin Cities. The state of Minnesota with TC on it. My son loved this city and this city killed my Son, and the murderer gets away. Are you kidding me right now? 
We're not evolving as a civilization. We're devolving. We have taken steps forward. People have died for us to have these rights, and now we're devolving. We're going back down to 1969. What is it gonna take? I'm mad as right now. Yes, I am. My firstborn one son died here in Minnesota. Under the circumstances, just because he was a police officer, that makes it okay. Oh, now they got free reign. He's found innocent on all counts. He's shot into a car with no regard to human life, and that's okay. Thank you, Minnesota. Thank you, Minnesota. That's all I have to say. And we're back. So what y'all what y'all think about the two videos? I don't know which one to touch on first. Well, talk about your girl, bro, because you know you okay, felt some okay. type of way. <laughs> so, um, Amanda Seals, um, that's definitely like one of my <laughs> favorite <laughs> lines that I, I completely agree with her. Um, and I felt like she was straightforward, and I love that. Yeah. I love that line because, especially as a black woman and a black female, a lot of times, you know, we get mm -hmm. portrayed as the angry black female, mm -hmm. but it's like, no, I'm just passionate. And I love that. And she was just straight up off the break because it's like yeah. a lot of people look at us. And, Michelle, I mean, we could probably touch on that too, but <laughs> they look at it and just say, oh, you're this angry black female. Oh, you don't experience, you don't know what we go through. And But it's like, no, we literally face these things on a daily basis and we have to walk and cover it up um, as if it's okay, you know, and sweep it under the rug. It's like, we still have to survive. You know, I feel like when, when I wake up in the morning, once you get past this whole light skin, dark skin battle, at the end of the day, I'm black. You know, so mm -hmm. when I wake up, it's like I got to go into environments, whatever the race is, and know that sometimes at the end of the day, I still have to perform, perform yeah. just like two times as much yeah. as your average, you know, my Caucasian coworkers or anybody of other yeah. ethnicity, because I know that if I slack off in any way, shape or form, mm -hmm. I'm lazy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. I like, I like how she challenged, you know, mm -hmm. Mr. Yeah. And Mrs. Jenner. Basically, because I mean, it's the moment. It was the moment. It's the moment for her, whatever him. It's the moment for them. Yeah. And so basically, they they had the opportunity to hop on the train of basically saying, "Oh, this is what I stand up for." But it was so close to it not being accepted that it's it's good for them to be like, "See, no, I'm I'm just like you because yeah. it's not accepted when actually it is. You you hopped yeah. on it right on time, right. so you can't live her reality because she is." still not accepted, you know, in ways that she feels would be equal. So that was a big difference. I mean, it's really easy for us to be like, okay, now that it's okay, I can just hop on it and be like, okay, yeah, I'm just like you when it's a fully different type of um, context now. So, yeah. Yeah. I liked what she said. She, well, Br Br Bruce, Jenna, Jenna, Miss Jenna, she was saying, she said, um, America is for you. That's what I'm trying to say. And Amanda came back popping off and was like, no. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. It's for you because you have experienced it in a different way. And just going back to what Brooke said, just because of the experience that they both had, you can't look at them as equal. Yeah. Like the females both aren't equal when they're put on America pedestal of this is how a woman is in America. No, like their experiences and what they have been going through, it's totally different. It's totally different. 
And I think that's just the biggest issue of all, whether not even looking on the premise of racism, but just in general to deny another person's experience is the worst thing you can do to somebody else because you weren't there. You don't know how it was, how they felt, the emotions that they went through and the different things. And you can't say just because this is not happening in my neighborhood Mm -hmm, or in my city or in my state or at my church or at my job that it's not happening. Right. And just because I'm a woman, that doesn't mean that we both go through the same issues and the same problems, no. And I think, too, it's one of those, if it's not happening to me, it ain't my business. Right, right. (laughs) But it takes it to actually have to be something that's direct now for you to be affected by it. Right, you know. Yeah, the thing is, this isn't happening to most people. A lot of times Mm -hmm. when something's a big movement, a lot of people got to be into it. So until it happens to them, they're... They're in a state of, oh, it's not happening to me, so, you know, I'm just going to relax. But it, it takes that movement. It takes that passion because it takes more passion than it takes for someone who's mm-hmm. relaxing if you're, you know, uh, what's it called? A minority in, in, the, in the whole context. Mm-hmm. How did y'all feel about um, my girl, Miss Valerie, what she had to say in reference to losing her son and hearing the verdict that, you know, he got away with killing her son and shooting him multiple times with her granddaughter in the back seat? And his, you know, his woman by his side. I mean, I think she had she had had every right to say what she said because it's no longer where technology isn't around. Like it was literally a live video, you know. Everybody knows he was wrong. (laughs) Everybody (laughs) know he was wrong, and she said she's like, "Where do you know where it's right where you can die? You know, by being by telling the truth, you know, or paraphrase it. That's what she did say, but it's just like." She had every right to say she was a mother and she was upset, but she had every right because we all, you could see it on video. You can't, you can't, that's like the Rodney King beating. You're yeah. going to tell me there was six men that didn't beat that man with sticks. Y'all would have been crazy if y'all said they wasn't. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just like something's wrong. Something is obviously wrong. And she had every point, and a lot of people will take it as she's an angry black, black woman. woman. You've been right. <laughs> and you can't sit there and say, you, if that was you and that was your kid, whether you was white, black, Asian, Puerto Rican, or Haitian, if that was your child and that happened, yeah. you, you cannot say that she's wrong and feel what she felt. Like, yeah, if she was mad and she was raised, yeah, I would be too. Yeah. But you can't sit there and ignore the fact that it happened. Yeah. And you're trying to, and then you want to like, oh, well, and make, no, that was point blank, cold blooded murder. And we see how the justice system is choosing to respond. And it doesn't help. <laughs> it doesn't help. Yeah. Knowing she didn't get justice did not help. At least if her son was gone, she could, I feel like she could have rest knowing that her son's killer had if justice, justice was served but now knowing that you lost your firstborn and now that you don't have your son she and said it's still murder it's still murder it's still murder mm-hmm. she, it's she not gonna rest for her murder. it's not yeah yeah i definitely think this is you know this overall issues um as a, as a society issue you know it's, mm-hmm. it's not even just one race hating another anymore because you yeah. know us as a whole race, we've been like trained to, you know, look at, you know, as black people, a lot of times it's a threat, you know. Mm-hmm. I am a black person, yet if I see a group of black people outside my house wearing a white shirt and baggy jeans, I'm going to think, oh man, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh-huh. I mean, but it's because we've been trained as a society. Yeah. It's more than just one race versus another. It's actually a whole, a, yeah. whole, it's a unit that we, and we all have to change, even black people. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what are you guys' thoughts on the Black Lives Matter movement? I think that I mean I think it's I think it's a, a movement that definitely uh, is like um shouldn't be undermined because you know how they do the whole oh what about all lives matter? That's just like being like, okay, 
no, this this thing that we're focusing on is cancer. It's been, what, wait, wait, wait. What about people, you know, whose legs are broken? Wait. And then it's mm-hmm. like, you're, you're like, it's not about everything. Okay, it's about this particular issue at this particular mm-hmm. moment. Exactly. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. people definitely try to be like, okay, well, you know, what about other lives without knowing what the full intention of the specific Black Lives Matter movement may be? Yeah. I think I did see something where, I don't know if it was like the All Black Lives Matter had like a party for like the presidential it was something mm-hmm. and um the lady was a part of the black lives matter group and she was on an interview and she was just like boohoo the white people were mad that they couldn't come celebrate the oh, yeah. party with us and i'm like see it's a difference when you're having a cause and it's particularly focusing to you know um aid and uplift and bring awareness but then it becomes a difference when it kind of seems like it's more hate mm-hmm. and rage and bitterness behind it because yeah. people know when you're angry yeah you know what i'm saying there's a difference like you said there's a difference with being passionate but then when it becomes a portrayal of like we're going to take our anger and now we're just going to exclude like there are white people that are for the cause and mm-hmm. see it and that are not blind but it becomes an issue when you're trying to now segregate all over again and just being like you don't understand because you're white but why not give the individual under- the opportunity to understand yeah break it down like Amanda did and, you know and come to, to come together we can agree to disagree or enlighten me mm-hmm. or or let me bring my experience my best friend was black you know or mm-hmm. something and it you know trickle mm-hmm. down effect but it becomes an issue to think oh well you don't care about it no I care but if you're preaching hate or you know segregation and not you you know what I'm saying it's mm-hmm. like what what are we doing it's just another group coming together causing more division and I think that's one of the main reasons what held withheld me from a lot of participating in a lot of Black Lives Matter events and protests and different things like that because I would see it happening at my university and mm. I just I couldn't I knew the maturity of myself that I wasn't able to do it without having that hatred in my mm-hmm. heart. Yeah. against and having that hostility against um Caucasians or uh, white people and I just I knew me I mm. knew that you know like I would if a ride broke out that I want to go and crash a couple cars yeah. and I think that that is what the, those kind of people are the kind of people that ruin the movement because um you got people like what was that um young lady that everybody would talk about on social media she was blonde hair and she would say all those racist things um, she had her own talk show, Tony, oh, Tony Lauren or yeah, something like her, that. Yeah. And like, she would say like disrespectful things and comparing the black lives matter to KKK and they're mm-hmm. just a bunch of rioting people. And you know, that may be her experience over wherever she's at or wherever she lives at because of those certain people that, okay, the people who come out to the black lives matter and they start tearing up stuff. We, but we're not talking about that. Yeah. You know, you can't allow a couple of bad apples Mm -hmm. to ruin an entire movement. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like, I think that that people really need to really just start to be able to sit down and really listen to one another and really get that understanding of one another and really check themselves. Because Mm -hmm. I think personally in my own personal life, I think leaving out of school, leaving an environment where everybody, where it was diverse and it was this progressive type of mindset and movement, mm-hmm. and then going back into the real world where not everybody yeah. is diverse and not everybody <laughs> has this progressive mindset. movement ID or mindset. Mm-hmm. And so getting confronted with racism at my job and the different things, and it just, it, and it hurts me. And it's like the, the subtlety of the racism sometimes that I receive from um, my Caucasian co-workers and the people that I know. I feel like sometimes it's that they don't 
just because it's not blatant racism and you're saying, you know, I hate you or calling me the N-word, but comparing me to, you know, positive caricatures on that you've seen on TV, mm-hmm. like coming in and being like, what's up, Fresh Prince? Mm-hmm. I mean, understanding. Yeah, I understand the fact that, you know, maybe that to them, that's like a positive black guy. It's like, oh, yeah, you look fly today and you look fresh and they're trying to compliment you. But what I think what people understand is that that, that that's racist. <laughs> They can say what's up, Tom Cruise. Like they, they can be like, you look really nice today, yeah. Lawrence. Yeah. Like, or just like, I mean, that's just me and like, I guess just the subtlety of of saying certain things. Like I had an experience at work where, you know, I was talking to one of my coworkers and I was trying to get them to take a call. And one of them, I was trying to, you know, convince them, okay, because they be lazy anyway. <laughs> and so to get him to take a call and the female the Caucasian female was just like um uh who is it and I was just like it's a customer they need help with you know da 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 woo 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 and I was just like they have a you know um a British accent or an Australian accent as in like you know something funny to help her you know be like to get her more involved to do it and she's like well I hope you're not racist against British people and I'm looking at her like, sis. <laughs> like, first of all, I wouldn't be like, I am black, one. <laughs> and if anybody knows about racism, I know it. But if but you I'm say it, then you the angry black man. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just let this slide. I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah. And then another guy beside her was just like, he's like, well, I hope not, cause there's trees outside. And just like, yeah. And it was just a for him. It was a joke, and it wasn't like and it was and in my job, it was just brushed off as not a big deal, or that I needed to get over it. And I didn't. I never end up snitching or going to the job. I ended up getting a text message later saying that they had handled it because I guess the lady was trying to cover her own behind and went and told you know higher ups and being like, well, I got a half black son, <laughs> and he just needs to really just get over it. It wasn't that really that much of a big deal, and you know. Just dealing with that really just, it rose up, you know, some hatred in my heart and just seeing these different issues and these different things that's going on in America. It it hurts me seeing like the state of African-Americans and how like once being once a prominent people, like just crabs in a barrel and being like just... In a place where it's just it's not the same, and just like even not even being accepted amongst whether it's light skin versus dark skin, mm-hmm. black versus African, you know, up upper class versus lower class, you know, you just you got all of these different things, all these different stigmas, and these different things within the community, and it just and it hurts, and it's just like you see it in the church. Yeah, mm. we see it in the church. You got the black church, and you got the white church. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like sometimes when I go places and I tell people that I'm a Christian, it's automatically associated that I go to the toe tapping, shouting around, da 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 da, woo 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 type black people hollering <laughs> type of church. And I, I like Hillsong. I like Kim Walker. Like, is that not something that, you know, uh, and it's just like, and it's like two different types of cultures. It's not a church where you see everybody i mean not saying that they're not out there but just in in my experience of just being like okay the, the black church over there and you got your white church over here and even in the music 
I got to go to the gospel station to hear what? Majority black folk. Mm -hmm. I got to go to the Christian station to hear what? Majority white people. Why can't we all be on one accord and one track gospel station together as one? Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's just seeing just, and it's not, it's not something that's really talked about. We still talking about, you know, homosexuality is abomination and, you know, stop sleeping with your, uh, the deaconess and stop, you know, paying your tithes and getting your blessings. But no one's talking about this. Everybody in your church is black and ain't nobody of another race is in there Mm -hmm. because his spirit is, is doesn't carry no color. Yeah. He says, I pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Mm-hmm. So why isn't all flesh amongst you in your congregation? Why is it that the only people you know how to evangelize to is the people that look like you? Mm-hmm. And the people who act like you? And the people that are in your neighborhood? Sorry for that long rant. No, it's good. But, mean, it needs to be said. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just not addressed. Like, when have you ever been to a service and they really talked about racism? Mm-hmm. Well, don't don't silence yourself. The Hebrew Israelite and then just the, right. Oh yeah, Hebrew queens and black. But I'm, you know, we all. And that's just and that is just a false doctrine to just have you know giving African Americans almost like a sense of identity almost mm-hmm. like that that I that 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 viewpoint of yes, granted we are kings and queens, mm-hmm. but it's just like. That 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 feeling of like I'm higher up and mm-hmm. that we like Hebrew Israelites and that we're chosen and we're the only ones that we're gonna make it and that white people are the devil and white Jesus is the mm-hmm. devil and all this different stuff and it's just it that's just a falsehood that I feel like that is sold mm-hmm. on people of color and I just you know living in a in America and it's just like in this Trump era you just don't know what's gonna happen you know Muslims yeah. getting snatched Hispanics getting snatched mm-hmm. blacks getting shot. And it's just like, it's just so much. It is. And it's just like, I feel like as Christians, it's important to to be involved. Mm-hmm. God is a God of justice. Mm-hmm. He's a God of love. He's a God of mercy. And I feel like we should be able to move in those same attributes as he is. Not allowing what's going on to harden us or to make us hurt or having us to be angry, but allowing us to take that passion and using it for to spread love. Like don't go out because like I've been I've seen rallies on on you know clips and they just be like, I'm angry right now. I'm so mad. And you know, tears and stuff be falling from their eyes. And it's just like it takes in those moments for us to bring that wise word and to bring that yeah. wisdom. It needs to be some safe folks out there. Because mm-hmm. if not everybody gonna be or, or it's just like that passion can turn into anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I mean, I feel like this, the whole racism issue, the whole, you know, inequality, is it's all linked. I mean, we, Christians, non-Christians, everyone gets so fired up about, you know, and angry about um, racism. But ultimately, it just goes back to it being a huge, you know, heart issue, you know. Mm-hmm. Being that, you know, Satan's the god of this world, he knows how to manipulate this specific uh, thing and make so many people turn against each other. Whether it be race against each other or whether it be... Um, a race just against itself, black blacks versus blacks, just with the disagreements amongst it all. I mean, it goes back to ultimately our our true need for God, because in Him, you know, there is no division. So yeah, 
And I feel like that's the beauty of the world and his church Mm -hmm. is that God made us with so many different cultures, so many different languages, so many different arrays of colors and pigments. But it's amazing how all of us can come together under one and be one unified in the spirit and move as one. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to go nowhere. When we get to heaven, the same same thing. Mm -hmm. Many Mm -hmm. voices, many languages, many cultures, many people. Every tongue, every tongue. That means there's multiple tongues. That means that what that hatred you got is gonna stay here. Which means if you got it in you, you gonna stay here. Mm-hmm. I think it's good. I think it's good though, just because a lot of people are like okay, racism. It's been around for years. Like you know, but yeah. I, I just my biggest thing is even if I didn't go get involved in a protest for Black Lives Matter, like I still recognize that there is a need for understanding and there's a need for healing that needs to happen. And I just feel like a lot of people, like we said, they don't want, if it's not me, if it's not happening to me, I'm not a part of it. I don't want anything to do with that. And it's like, to a sense, I get it, but I still feel like you cannot be a part of it, but still have like compassion and you can still have empathy, you know, because like I'm at this place where it's just like, I like you and in this time we really need support because like even when i talk to my dad i'm just talking about what i experienced and just like dang i didn't realize it was like this <laughs> and he was like oh baby that's what you <laughs> like it's it's way more you know yeah. and i'm like my dad is white you know he look mixed little light skin and it's just like he been through it but he just still identifies black even though they call him red you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying but even just the names the nicknames it's just like it's common and just everything now in the society is just it's okay it's comic relief you know just subtle because a we're past that era so we can we it's can no big it. deal yeah but lord forbid let me say something about you or let me say something to you that's now it's oh like i'm offended mm-hmm. <laughs> but then so don't say that i can't be offended you know don't it's like um it's no debate on feelings you yeah. know what I'm saying? We could talk about what's your view of this, what's your view, but if you hurt me or you're saying something that's offensive, we can't debate that. Yeah. Acknowledge what you said was not right or was insensitive. There's no debate about when it comes to people's feelings, but that doesn't mean feelings makes it right. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's where the compassion and the empathy still has to come in. And I feel like now that's what's lacking. Mm. There's none of that. Now it's it's we're pointing fingers. Yeah. You know, how do you go from seeing black men get killed on live, you know, TV and the women, black women getting was it uh, suffocated and, you know, end up dead. And then now all of a sudden it's like blue lives matters. Like, it's just kind of like, where? wait a second. <laughs> we still haven't had this. We still haven't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We still haven't addressed this, but it's someone's like, nope, let's divert it. And. Mm. No one's saying that their lives don't matter, but I need you to acknowledge that these men and women are being murdered. Yeah. But it makes me, and then it's like, you have those people that go back in there like, 1960s and the Jim Crow law. You right, it is. Because, <laughs> again, black Mississippi burning, you got all those, all those people lynch, lynched, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And it, everybody was around for it. Everybody knew what was going on. But the second that somebody else that was not of color, you know, mm-hmm. was assaulted, whistled at, winked at, it was lock them up, hang them, kill them, you know, and it's yeah. just like that's what it is now. You you murdering people cold blooded on TV, or using the mili- the the military or whatever the uh, what is what are the police? Yeah, the police force. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> police force. But then when something happened to them, it's it's World War Three. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. It, now it's a power thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
but it's all part of the publicity and what the news portrays. But I still think that you can't change and harden your heart. You, this is not the time to be hard in your heart. Yes, you upset. Yeah, but I tell man. people all the time, you take that, you take that passion. We're not going to take that rage. We're going to take that healthy passion. And now you do something. You want to be the change? Then you make a movement. You start a nonprofit while we still got it. You do something to aid black men. You Because I, I did a paper in college on the um, improportionate rate of black men locked up. That are incarcerated. Mm, that's a whole nother bug. That's a, you, that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> but it's like, nah, like I'm not going to say something I don't know about. But that's true. Yeah. You can look at the, the lockup and the crime rates of, you know, black men having marijuana and white men having marijuana. The sentences, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like we see it, but you can't neglect that it's not happening. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what everybody's getting enraged about. And But if you know what's happening, you got to do something healthy. Yeah. Because if not, we're literally going to become them and we're going to be consumed by hate. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not what we call to do. We call to love. Amen. You know, Christians can get involved, be active, but the second you let hate and everything in your heart, you didn't lost track of the mission. You, yep. You're not in him no more. You yeah. You. <laughs> you know. And I like how you said, "Don't become hardened," because I think it it has hardened people and drove in fear in some people that people are afraid to be even in contact with the police. Or it's like, what do I say when my, my son get in contact with the police? Da, 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 this, that, and the third. And I remember how um, I was listening to um, like a phone Bible study mm-hmm. and one of my fr- good friends, uh, Sam, was talking about um, like Daniel Mm-hmm. And the, he was like relation like with everything that was going on with the police to reference with Daniel and like how they were getting ready to like the king had sent out a a, a decree to go kill everybody. Mm-hmm. And it said that, you know, Daniel and his friends had wisdom. They used wisdom in the moment of like when they should have been killed of like using that wisdom to bring peace in the moment that mm-hmm. they didn't get killed. Mm-hmm. And he's just like that's how it needs to be when you have that interaction with the police. It needs to be when you have that interaction, not, not oh, so you just going to shoot me? Yeah. I ain't doing nothing wrong. Why are you bothering me? Why you got your hands? Just, just, and recording. Yeah, and recording. We got the Facebook Live. We got the IG. We got it on Snap. We got it on World Star. But using wisdom in that moment of being like, you know, if you, ain't, if you know you're not doing nothing, you ain't got no business doing well then you need to, you know, stop doing what you know you ain't got no business doing. But yeah. if you know if you're not you're not out there doing nothing wrong, then just you move in that wisdom yeah. and don't don't allow your fear and the rage and what's happening with every all these other people to be like, well maybe because then when when, when you start thinking like everybody else, you're yeah. gonna become mm-hmm. all those people. And then we're gonna be doing hashtag your name, mm-hmm. hashtag say your name, mm-hmm. hashtag Black Lives Matter with your name behind it. Mm-hmm. And then your mother or your father or your family members are gonna be crying on the television because you weren't using wisdom in that in that moment in that time yeah. period. And then we're only gonna see a cl- a glimpse and then we're only gonna see a piece and then we're gonna be having another podcast about mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I just I I yeah, this is 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 crazy, man, and I just I I really hope that we there's just you know a restoration mm-hmm. for African Americans, um, in the in within the United States, um, I just I really I can't really compare it to like the the Jews of mm-hmm. like Jesus's day when Jesus was coming. He's just like you gonna restore the kingdom, and yeah. he's just like no, this kingdom that I'm trying to restore for you is a spiritual one, mm-hmm. and but I think it's just like you know. Granted, we live on this earth, 
And uh, if you tell somebody, yeah, God got a spiritual kingdom for us, they don't really want to hear that. But I think once we realize who we are and we have that identity mm-hmm. and really start building ourselves up and building and, st- and letting go of the dysfunction and the rage and the hatred yeah. and really start getting into the system and learning how to do for ourselves and building ourselves up and not just ourselves but and when I say building ourselves up I mean like within the African African American community but that's not including exclusion Mm -hmm. that means to build ourselves up that anybody can come and be a part that anybody can join in that anybody can be a part of this love and this growth and this this building up if you're a part of the building up process then come and join Mm -hmm. yeah and I think that's what's needed um I was just going to say, I like that. I like what you were saying, the building up. And I think that building up starts in the church, having more diverse churches, Mm -hmm. having more people that are within the church that are from different backgrounds and from different races and that have passion for what's going on. Mm -hmm. But then they um, transpire that passion into understanding, into the wisdom, Mm -hmm. into self-control as well, but then also being able to... um, communicate that passion in words that the other person can understand as well mm-hmm. and yeah. it starts within the church having more diverse churches and if it's not diverse whatever church it is being able to be open with the church and mm-hmm. talk about certain things not just on biblical things yeah but talking about news outside mm-hmm. that are affecting the world and bring it in the church knowing that everything that is going to solve the answer to the problem out in the world comes from the church yeah and it, it's built upon the people understanding the word mm-hmm. and then the love and the wisdom and everything within the church yeah. and um just going back out to the world and taking that message that they learn and spreading it out to the people that have that passion but are hardened or yeah. angered mm-hmm. you know and i never had like a encounter with you know racism but just understanding from your story and your story mm-hmm. and everything i i know there's going to come a time where i'm going to um encounter it but um seeing how some of the females nowadays are portraying that um that encounter is it, making me become more aware of what I need to do mm-hmm. you know knowing that I don't have to be angry yeah mm-hmm. even though that's gonna be the first, first instinct yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to be angry <laughs> what you saying about me you know yeah. but knowing that there's a stereotype that I don't want to be a statistic mm-hmm. of you mm-hmm. know and that I, not even just that but knowing that there's something inside of me that could be that is different from the world you know and mm-hmm. I have the opportunity to share that yeah. and so um yeah mm-hmm. And I'm not saying to, you know, go up in your church and be like, we need to get more white people yeah, in here. Yeah, don't, don't do that. <laughs> just, just simply spread the gospel and being open yeah. to be in new environments and meet new people and to share it that way. And being um, the person to raise up the question. Yeah. And, you know, but also in order, you know what I mean? Because it's like you can go and let's say you want to talk about something in church, but it's like, all right, this is now out of a point to where it needs to be edifying mm-hmm. and love. Yeah. This ain't no debate. This yeah. ain't no, well, pastor such and such, why don't you open the street? No, we're not asking <laughs> for none of that. We're asking that you be civil and because, of, like Dwayne said, it's a heart issue too. It goes back to that. Yeah. So a lot of times, yeah, you can get the word, but a lot of times that outside stuff affects our heart yeah. and it affects yeah. our mind. So if I'm coming into church, like I, we need to talk about this yeah. and be real and this is not just a sermon that comes in every Sunday. Like, this this is the stuff that I'm bringing in here and it needs to be addressed because nobody's talking about it. Yeah. So we go home knowing, okay, Jesus love, Jesus forgive. 
yeah. but we don't talk about out of, <laughs> the hate I got in my heart. The hate I got in my heart because I see this going on, and we just told the love, love, love. Don't even have a concept of understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Or, and then that leads us to neglect the yeah. issue and yeah. go out and just, um, <laughs> just be ignorant yeah. of everything and anything mm-hmm. because you haven't dealt with it within the body of Christ, within the people that you associate yourself and are like and yeah. are similar to. You haven't dealt with it. You haven't talked about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen some of the most. Um, I mean. See some of the most calm, you know, peaceful people, you know, who, you know, are Christians, you know, and live a specific, you know, lifestyle with characteristics that you would want. And, and they literally would let a moment of racism completely flip their character in a way mm-hmm. that um, truly shows that the issue's there and that they allow this issue to completely change their heart. Yeah. But it's a matter of also, as you know, being an example. Everyone's different from someone else. Yeah. So sometimes me as a black man, I can walk into a all white, you know church or all something that's not me church and kind of be that difference you know and spark the the minds of the people as well yeah yeah Yeah. you might have to go through a commentary but you don't have to act out yeah yeah they gonna say whatever and that's just ignorance on some people's end yeah some people just don't they don't know better because that's either how they was raised that's what they perceived that's all they've been around so then if you're going to be that first example to prove it wrong be the example to really show your light Mm -hmm. don't just come in there so they can be like dang Black people are like this, you know? <laughs> or why people are like this? Like, yeah. just be that light and just show that you can do better. Well, this concludes another podcast at the seat of the table. I hope I gave you, we gave you some things to really think about in reference to some of the issues that's going on, not only in America, in the church, and maybe in some of our hearts. Um, so this concludes another podcast with the seat at the table. This is your boy Lawrence Green, and I'm here with my awesome co-host Brooke Mages, Michelle Nemo, and Dwayne Sampson. Later.